Good day, everyone. My name is Angel Dialwis. This podcast is brought to you by Ultimate Access. Full details of our business management courses can be found in ultimateaccess.net. Good day to you all. In today's podcast, we've got our guest speaker, Kairav He. Kairav, welcome to the show. You have a very interesting profile and experience. So it'll be really great if you can tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Anju. Uh, a very warm welcome to everyone. My name is Kairav Modi and I work with Siemens. Uh, been with Siemens for the last 15 years. I work as the chief financial officer of the digital industries business, which basically is into automation and, um, and, and software on the industrial side. Um, and as you know, the trends over here, uh, as we talk, are more towards digitalization, innovation. That's also one area besides the normal accounting and finance, which has always um, uh, you know, taken me by surprise and also has created a lot of interest. So I'm really looking forward to this, uh, to this podcast with you, Anju. You mentioned quite a bit about digitization, Kairav. So I want to find out the importance of technology to enhance supply chain process because this is something that all organizations, big or small, will undergo. They need to understand their supply chain. So I would like to hear some of your thoughts and maybe your experience as well here. Thank you. Thanks, Anju. I think that's a very uh, critical topic that you raised. I mean, uh, supply chain, uh, you know, within Siemens uh, forms a very, very integral part. Um, you know, as you know, in and now this is not just during the pandemic or even pre-pandemic. You know, what we call is um, CNI, which is contribution to net income, which basically primarily is nothing else but savings that we get when we talk about uh, supply chain. So whether this is looking at material cost productivity, MCP, when you're looking at PPC, which is, uh, you know, purchasing power uh, negotiations with our suppliers, or we look at value-added measures, either of these three key buckets that you may you may sort of compartmentalize these savings. This is a crucial element of any supply chain framework, you know, these three topics. Uh, we in Siemens and, and in general, we focus on this on a very regular basis. Productivity comes out of mainly these three topics. Uh, but to assist us in making sure that we get the CNI benefits, yeah, contribution to net income, CNI benefits, what is important is uh, an effective use of technology. So we use a lot of technology and a lot of tools. I think a couple of them, uh, which I can really uh, talk about, which have helped us, uh, is, for example, we use <clears throat> a contracts management tool, um, uh, Anju. And this tool is nothing else but a single platform where we can store and manage all our contracts. We manage the renewal and the life cycle of our contracts. We manage all the supplier evaluation. Uh, we also manage, manage the qualification of the suppliers. And it gives us complete transparency, transparency uh, on what the supplier, uh, who the supplier is, what are the terms and conditions, uh, what are the kind of products the supplier is selling, and whether this is done in a compliant and a legal manner. You know, so this is one tool that we really follow, which is contract management. Uh, the other is, uh, you know, we all know that we do a lot of, um, you know, reverse sourcing or reverse buying. So uh, Siemens has a platform where, you know, st uh, where strategic buyers they place their uh, commodity demands, uh, thereby enabling the uh, preferred suppliers to submit the bids, um, uh, you know, online 
according to predefined structures. So this makes it completely transparent, completely compliant. We know what the prices are, you know, through a, uh, through a bidding mechanism, we know exactly who is bid what and at what price, at what point in time and at what price the order can be can be given. Uh, there is no follow-up process uh, for the buyer. It reduces immensely the admin, admin work. So if you see a lot of our entire, uh, you know, purchase to pay cycle, you know, let's put it this way, is completely crunched or is brought down uh, because of use uh, of this of this tool, uh, which is nothing else but a uh, but a reverse sourcing uh, reverse sourcing concept. And last but not the least, I'd like to talk about our uh, market intelligence cockpit. You know, which is nothing else but, um, as the name suggests, a cockpit or a dashboard that provides a full overview of our uh, supply markets. You know, by combining uh, qualitative market information like reports, market studies, with quantitative information like prices, indices, uh, forecasts. And you know, over the last uh, you know couple of months, prices of steel have gone through the roof. Copper has increased. Um, cotton. You know, I was just talking to a friend of mine the other day who was into textiles, and he was saying cotton prices have gone up. You know, so it's so difficult to even predict the price of metals uh, because of which you know it's very important for us uh, to manage and to know uh, what the how the price movements would take place, and hence have an effective hedging strategy. So uh, we have a market intelligence cockpit. And, and this, you know, this cockpit, it provides real-time data of, you know, out of more than 20 plus connected databases, yeah, uh, and, and multiple indices and qualitative sources in a very clear and structured way. So there are many other tools, you know, like uh, we have a CVE, which is cost value engineering, we have electronic supply integration, what have you. So technology is the crux of, of supply chain for us within Siemens. And we really are the front runner there, uh, Anju, uh, because without technology, it's going to be very difficult for us to really keep pace with the um, with the changing needs of not just our needs internally, but also our our customers who always ask for a price a price adjustment. You know, and these price adjustments are possible with technology coming in and making the entire process uh, leaner and and swifter. Thanks, Anju. From what you mentioned there, Kairav, it shows technology is certainly an enabler to this whole supply chain process and how to add value that's fantastic what you what you just said and we could see the number of technologies that you use and how it's enabling the business i want to ask another question and this is related to um, technology and sustainability Seema has done extensive research on the topic of sustainability. I hope you um, had a chance to read the report that was published in October 2020 um, about the topic sustainability. Can you tell me a little bit about how do you think that technology can contribute to this topic of sustainability? Absolutely. I think that's a very valid point, uh, Anju. I think Siemens gives a lot of importance locally and globally to the entire sustainability topic. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, uh, sustainability is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot about energy. It's about, it's about uh, uh, you know, systems that we have implemented to make sure not just that we as an organization uh, are, are better off or are, or are fruitful in the way we do our business, but it also empowers and leads to another topic, which is more of people, more of looking at how our suppliers, et cetera, are dealing with their processes. So I'd like to talk about two things here, um, um, Anju, if you may permit. The first is, you know, we in Siemens, we do what is known as a supplier audit. 
you know so sustainability is top of mind yeah it's a topic that is discussed also at the board level uh, and, uh, and 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 having said that when we have suppliers whom we uh, suppliers or contract manufacturers we need to make sure that they follow all the rules and regulations to ensure that their businesses are sustainable um, uh, you know going long for, uh, in the long term uh, and for that we have our own teams that conduct an audit of the suppliers you know so uh, these are audits that are across all parameters whether it is manpower whether it's energy savings uh, you know whether it is making sure of talking about carbon emissions you know in their processes etc so a lot of these processes at the supplier side are audited and we have a supplier audit and they are categorized into low medium and high risk categories if the supplier is in a low risk then he's ticked off if the supplier is in a medium risk then he is given another 3 to 6 months to make sure that he edits or makes changes to the recommendations that the auditors have come up with and comes back into a low risk category and ensures that all the norms uh, that are that are predefined you know from a from a for a supplier of siemens to be a supplier of siemens are met and and ensure that we are a kind of a green green supplier um, sort of policy the second topic is which is which is quite um, interesting and that is what we call in siemens the green digital twin you know as we all know i mean we have the i mean i won't talk too much about digitalization but you have the digital twin of the product we have the digital twin of production we have the digital twin of performance so right from the time you know before you before the product actually hits the market you want to create a digital version of it uh, you know uh, which is called the digital twin and then you want to know how it would look when you actually do the production and the performance when you actually it goes live implemented what we also now have is from a cost and profitability perspective a digital twin of the cost so before you even incur the cost you know exactly what those parameters are to build a certain bearing for example or to build a shaft or build to build a motor etc what we now bring in is what is known as the gdt the green digital twin which is you know the talking about the environmental um, environmental footprint you know so it's nothing else but a cve or a cost value engineering driven environmental footprint optimization topic where we have a green target setting we basically look at it from a design to green perspective there's there's a lot that is built to make sure that we have the appropriate system and component design we build the optimal supply chain to ensure that the carbon emissions are absolutely minimal so whether we are manufacturing the product or our suppliers these norms need to be adhered to so there is an existing uh, uh, environmental footprint and uh, based on that existing environmental footprint Uh, there is an improved environmental footprint and right in between is our design to green there's an footprint that basically talks about what are the various improvement measures to reduce the carbon emissions and hence from an existing environmental footprint we go to an improved environmental footprint thereby reducing the carbon 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 emissions you know so these are two key initiatives that we in siemens the supplier audit and the green digital twin have taken up you know from a sustainability perspective I really like the concept of this green digital twin and I think um this is not something that is static it is an ongoing process am I correct Kairav That's absolutely right it's an ongoing process we start with small components uh, we can start with another with a with a product and of course this can be extended and scaled up Manju for sure All right my next question is something I really want to get some good insight from you because this is particularly um looking at our finance profession i want to ask you what skill sets do you look for when recruiting a person to your team 
Yeah, uh, yeah, valid question, uh, Anju. I think, as you know, times have changed, and I mentioned this also earlier. Uh, we all, you know, having whether we've done our chartered accountancy or cost accountancy or company secretaryship or the coveted uh, FCMA, CGMA course, we all basically have the basic accounting, controlling, you know, uh, skills with us. You know, so that's the first thing that uh, you know I would look for when I look for, you know, what what I look when when I when I try and recruit a finance and accounting professional. You know, the person he or she must be savvy when it comes to the basic, you know, accounting, costing, controlling skills. However, in the in today's world, when you see uh, uh, technology playing such an important role, uh, the person must be tech savvy. You know, uh, we all used to think, and now I go back to my uh, my chart accountancy days. I mean, at that point in time, you know, it wasn't that uh, crucial for us to be tech savvy. But today, I would give a significantly higher weightage to being tech savvy and to understand digitalization, to understand innovative methods, to see how AI can be used to make sure that accounting is faster and better, uh, to make sure how we can look at things like artificial. In, uh, sorry, uh, to look at things like digitalization, to see how we can bring the cost of a product, uh, cheap, uh, rather reduce the cost of the product even before the product product actually hits the market or hits the shop floor. So these are things that I would really expect. Robotics process automation (RPA) as we all call it. You know, try and see how. I mean, you might know SAP, but you know, to run these robots to see how we can automate, uh, you know, regular batch processes or mundane processes is also is also critical for us. Uh, you know, from a from a cost perspective and an efficiency product perspective also try and see how we can get uh, when i say digitalization uh, you know a lot is said about this uh, anju as you already know we are living and as i mentioned also earlier in a in a, in a digital world so a lot of <clears throat> charging models are changing you're no longer looking at a normal typical product sale customers are asking for efficiency customers are asking for service and once customers ask for service and for efficiency they are looking at different charging models whether it's licensing subscription uh, pay as you use energy savings uh, what a rental lease you know so these models are also changing you're no longer selling just a product and getting the money your 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 revenue so one has to be really innovative and creative in the right way in a compliant manner and at the same time be very open to make sure that you're not just looking at the normal accounting techniques but are looking at really tech savvy digitalized accounting solutions that's what i would look for in someone in my team you know real open minded so it means i mean in your business or any business we certainly need to think about the ecosystem of the business isn't it so uh, the person certainly will have to have knowledge in technology and have a digital mindset because uh, our ecosystem is constantly changing and so is technology so you need to be constantly on top of it and uh, a person with an open mindset as you said is is very important and critical thinking so we go to our last question kairav and this one is again something very close to my heart because I see a lot of opportunities these days for finance professionals even though we are going through some difficult times during this you know from the time of the pandemic from when it started what are some of the new opportunities that you see for finance professionals in this uncertain environment uh that's a very good question anju because you know we have learned a lot i mean when i did my cgma 
you know, this was obviously we were going through a lot of uncertainties um, because of the pandemic. <clears throat> and I can tell you that my view is that uh, a finance professional is not just a person, you know, looking at books and ledgers and accounts and, you know, payables and receivables. No, uh, gone are those days. That's a part of the uh, responsibility for sure. It's a core part. I don't deny that. Tax, auditing, looking at the, you know, discussing uh, closing books of accounts uh, on a quarterly basis, also having discussions with the tax authorities and the auditors. But going forward, I mean, as, uh, I, the way I look at it is a finance professional is a, is a strategic value creator, like an SVC. Uh, he or she is, uh, is required to not just be a, a back-end, uh, uh, you know, books and records keeper, but a person who creates value for the organization and is an elbow to the CEO. You know, so for all strategic decisions, which are basically investment decisions, operating decisions, MA decisions, uh, decisions in terms of which markets to enter, which markets to exit, um, what where, where to open factories, which factories are doing well, which factories are not doing well, looking at competitions so or doing a competitor analysis, trying to understand the positives, negatives, like a SWOT. For the for the company and for the competitor, so these are things that the that the that the um, that the individual or the finance professional is expected to do in this uncertain environment. Because we really need to be on our on our feet, and uh, you know, otherwise, uh, you know, as someone said, we need to eat our competitors' breakfast and not just breakfast, but breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So, uh, and this is very very crucial for us because if we don't, then he's going to do that to us. So we have to be very alert. You know, sometimes data regarding the product cost, sometimes data regarding the selling price, the KP, et cetera, has to be managed and, 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 and communicated in the right and compliant manner. And it's us as finance professionals that really help our technical colleagues, you know, our sales colleagues and the CEO in making the right decision. And here I'd like to say, uh, you know, the, the, this, and bring in some of my, 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 my educational perspective here, uh, you know, the CGMA course really helped me do this. Uh, because the CGMA course, especially the you know, the C-suite experience that I had, uh, brought in the element of becoming more strategic in my thinking, uh, as opposed to just being more accounting, controlling, finance focused. You know, so that strategic element came in. Uh, you know, you doing the CGMA course, and uh, this also helped me. Uh, you know, I, and you know this, I, I was. I was um, a part of the ultimate access team and I mean, a student with you and you've also tutored me uh, during my CGMA uh, course, Anju, and that experience helped me to a great extent. Um, and uh, with God's grace, I also ranked number three globally and number one in India. So I think I, I, I'm very proud of this, uh, this experience. At the same time, I can also tell you that you need to use this, use these skills on a day-to-day -day basis in your day-to-day -day business environment. You know, don't forget what we've done, uh, you know, as a, as a student, let's put it this way, when we were with Ultimate Access or when we were learning on our own, please use this on a day-to-day -day basis and be a strategic value creator. You know, that's the way I see it when it comes to opportunities for financial professionals in this uncertain environment. Thank you very much, Kairav. That was very useful for any finance professional and would love to have you back in one of our future sessions as well. And I hope everyone who's listening to this podcast had a great experience as well. Thank you, Kairav, again. Thank you very much, Anju. Really appreciate it. All the very best. I hope you found this session useful. This podcast is brought to you by Ultimate Access and I'm your host, Anju Dialvis. Thank you. Thank you.